Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett, and we've got an interesting show today. Uh, I'm going to kind of veer a little bit off of our typical conversational tone here, and I'm going to get into some very specific uh, conversation with our guest today uh, around mentoring. And when we're thinking about the soul of business, um, you know, one of the things that I continuously talk about is a leader's responsibility in keeping the, you know, what I'm calling the soul of the business, that kernel that brings a you know, vitality, uh, the, the esprit of what the organization is really about. How, does, how, do, how do leaders keep that visible and pe- can keep people connected to it? And mentorship is one way that that happens. And there's a distinction between mentoring and coaching, and we're going to explore that here in a little bit. Uh, but my guest today, Dr. Ravi um, Gandapali, uh, is the CEO of an organization called MentorCloud. And I had the great opportunity to uh, talk with him prior to the show uh, a little bit ago. And, and I absolutely loved what he was up to and the mission that he was on with this mentoring uh, program uh, that he's working with. So, Ravi, I want to welcome you uh, to the Soul of Business. Thank you so much. You know, uh, I'm, you know, really glad to be on your show and to have this, uh, you know, uh, interactive conversation with you. You know, the, the soul word is something I've used a lot. You know, I come from an Indian heritage and where, where we, we talk about the soul a lot. So you, your podcast title, you know, really was, was intriguing. So I would love to explore more, you know, where this conversation leads us. So thank you for inviting me. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. And with that kind of a preamble, uh, I'm going to just ask the question I ask everybody. When you hear the, the phrase, because it's almost an oxymoron to, to many people, um, the soul of business. What does that evoke for you? What does that bring up? Hmm. You know, what, the, what it brings up is, for me, is, is the source from which everything else is, is sort of being driven. You know, everything that is being generated out of nothing. You know, I, I see, uh, you know, soul, even, even in the human body, is, is, is really that energy that is, that, that is in, you know, inside you that drives you to think, act, and you know, execute you know, what you are here, uh, what you are meant to do on the planet. So similarly, the soul of a business is, is uh, what is the you know, source as to why this business exists and what is it you know, destined to do? So it, it, it evokes me the, the word source as a sort of a parallel word to it. Yeah, there's there's two pieces there. One that, and I, and I love the way that you phrase that. Uh, first of all, something out of nothing. Which, uh, yeah, I, you know, where do ideas come from? Well, you know, they they just kind of <laughs> they're, they're everywhere and they're nowhere. But all of a sudden, one lands, and all of a sudden, a business gets born. Yeah, out of that idea. And you know, and you're familiar with this word. Uh, I know, just given your um, your your history, um, but you know, my company, Avatar Resources, the word avatar is a Sanskrit word. Yeah. And yeah, you know, one of the meanings of avatar is an idea or an ideal in physical form. And we can think of you know, religious leaders in that context, but also a company uh, yeah, is an idea in physical form. And the question of why and destiny, you know, you know, why do, why does this organization exist and what's its, you know, what is it destined to, uh, to, to produce? Um, I, I think both of those things are really germane to this, uh, 
exploration of how do we keep connected to the soul of business. Now, with that long <laughs> soapbox kind of a uh, statement here, your work around mentoring, um, yeah, I'm fascinated by that because, yeah, I, I helped develop for AstraZeneca a number of years ago, a mentoring program that um, they have employed uh, and, and developed worldwide now. Um, and when I was in the midst of doing the work and developing that program, yeah, I was uh, doing some work with them as well in a coaching capacity. And there were some distinctions between coaching and mentoring that I thought were mm. really important to bring into play here. Um, so in the work that you're doing with Mentor Cloud, I, you know, and this is a big, big, big dream that you have, and it's a big initiative. I want to just start the exploration with um, what's what for you is the distinction between coaching and mentoring, and then I want to you know really veer into the mentoring conversation. Absolutely, you know, I get this, I get asked this question a lot, and uh, I was once having a conversation with with my you know, dear friend uh, Becky Cotton, uh, who actually designed the um, Google Guru coaching program. And uh, so we were having this conversation and, uh, you know, out of the conversation was born, uh, you know, a definition that many people found, uh, you know, wow, that's a, that's a different way to look at it. So, you know, what we came up with is you, when you tap into somebody's genius, I call it coaching. When you tap into somebody's wisdom, I call it mentorship. So mentorship is direct access to somebody's wisdom. That means I'm when I go to a mentor, I'm actually there to draw from that person's experiential knowledge from you know what he or she has done in 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 their career, and I'm there to learn from an from from uh, you know from my mentor's experience. But when I'm coaching somebody, I am really trying to get the genius out. I'm asking the right questions, sort of. You know, probing questions, and I want my coachee to find answers for themselves, and then and and then own them. So tapping into the genius is coaching. Tapping into the wisdom is mentorship. I love that. I have never heard that distinction made in that way. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's it, it is so elegant. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of explanation. <laughs> doesn't take a lot of explanation, exactly. And uh, I've, I've I've been asked about it. And you know, one other question that you know people ask me um, is, so Ravi, as a parent, should I be a coach or should I be a mentor? And um, you know, that that was an interesting question. And you know, I, this happened actually in you know uh, Malaysia when, when when I was doing a keynote. And uh, you know, I thought for a few seconds and I said, you know. I would like to be a coach for my for, for my child seventy percent of the time mm -hmm. because I want I want to pull out my child's natural genius why he or she is here on the planet and for the remaining thirty percent I'm going to teach them certain you know basic etiquette mannerisms culture spiritual uh, you know beliefs and things like that so seventy percent coach and thirty percent mentor is another uh, another that I that I found people sort of resonating to the idea. Uh, rather than always being a mentor to a child and, and telling them what to do uh, because they are here for a very specific purpose. You know, I, I, when we look at the soul of business, um, you know, when I get connected to soul, aliveness is the consequence of that. Creativity and innovation uh, are some of the things that I can point to when the soul of business is active and people are actually connected to it. As a mentor, um, you know, tapping into that wisdom, 
Um, how, how do you how do you see with uh, mentorship actually being a a mechanism uh, or a modality to keeping us connected to the soul of uh, of an enterprise, of a family unit, whatever it might be? Yeah, you know, um, I have realized that you know true wisdom is you know uh, it gets activated in conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, because a book or a video or any other written material is only a sample of what is sort of locked in our in our brains and it's only in conversations with the right people that you know wisdom gets activated and sometimes we may not even know what is what is hidden in our head so how mentorship and wisdom sharing so sort of come together is if you, look, if you really look at mentorship it's actually a a human to human relationship it is a relationship between two people one of them you know, has the intention to share with a sense of care. So I say that on, on the mentor side, it is sharing and caring. And on, on the mentee side, the person who is there to learn, it's about trusting and acting. So I need to trust my mentor's wisdom and I cannot stop there. I need to take action. So because it is a human to human interaction, because it is a conversation that is, you know, shaped around caring and trusting one another, you have to, both people have to go to their sort of sources because they have to have that, you know, compassion. They have to have the willingness to help, willingness to trust and so on. So that's why mentorship aligns very well with that soul-to-soul interaction. And, uh, you know, depend, depending on which mentee you're talking to, you, you can be sharing different kinds of wisdom, but all rooted in the same source. Yeah, you, you're just a font of wisdom here. I mean, you truly are. I mean, these distinctions, you. Uh, you know, in my first book, um, you know, an anthology that I wrote with a couple of folks that folks, you know, other people are familiar with. Uh, yeah, I, I talk about discernment uh, and discernment is, you know, one way that we start making sense out of the world and what, yeah. So this, dis- and it's, it's how I begin to you know, actually develop mastery. You know, and this is just kind of my sense of things. Uh, when I can make distinctions, when I can discern the mm. you know, differences between things that are applicable, that's where things get to be real interesting in life rather than collapsing them and generalizing uh, uh, around what's going on. This is you know, sharing with care and, and then trusting to act. I mean, there's what I like about that is that there is a dimensionality to it. There's distinctions between the mentor and the mentee role. Mm-hmm. And those, those role distinctions are important to honor. Um, yeah, stepping into this. And I don't, um, in my experience, and this is one of the things that I ran into when I was developing that uh, mentoring program uh, that I was working, you know, that I referenced earlier. Um, there was some confusion about what the roles looked like from a behavioral perspective. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that was interesting. Now, mentoring, yeah, your organization, the Mentor Cloud, yeah, I want you to talk a little bit, if you would, here, you know, Robbie, because I think this is huge. I really think that this is, is, is actually significantly, significantly worth paying attention to, uh, you know, to our listeners. So, what's the idea behind Master Cloud? What's your intent behind, uh, not Master Cloud, Mentor Cloud? And, and, and where do you see it going? And who are some of the partners that you're lining up uh, to, you know, uh, to participate with you on this? 
absolutely yes it is it is uh, uh, you know it, it it is a big idea because i i always believe that we have one life and might as well you know work on something big right um, and you know this soul can you know take another form in in, in some other way you know we, in india we believe that a soul doesn't die it's just the body that dies and it actually uh, you know comes back in a different shape and form and um, so mental cloud is, uh, is 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 actually a mission uh, with uh, with the technology behind it and the mission is to you know impact 100 million people with the power of mentorship and 100 million people having conversations uh, in with people who can benefit from their wisdom or with people who they can learn from and so the the platform's main premise is to connect people at the human level and to be able to connect at the human level then you need to figure out who has the wisdom uh, that i'm looking for and who who it can actually help if for the wisdom that i that i have so we have a intelligent matching algorithm ai based we use ibm watson so you know within large organizations for example santander bank merck group uh, we work with ypo we work with marriott marriott international so we have organizations all over the world uh, you know ranging from companies to associations to universities to nonprofits all of them are trying to do the same which is connecting their people more intelligently and facilitating sort of conversations between them and um, so the, the 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 mission is how do we tap into the limitless human wisdom that is available right now because hum all of us are going to go underground and if you come from india then so, so, some of us you know turn into ashes yeah. but regardless that wisdom should be utilized because it's not going to go anywhere so might as well use it use it to brighten other people you use it to help other people flourish and which is which is how you know great civilizations you know india has one of the oldest civilizations mm -hmm. and that is how you know the entire civilization has thrived is due to human to human wisdom transfer so yeah. that's what the organization does within an organization there's so much you know uh, you know tribal wisdom or institutional institutional capital that needs to be unleashed you know we cannot have silos we cannot have inefficiencies and we cannot not recognize people for what they know yeah. um so it is with this mission that we have we have uh, actually put together a technology so that companies can do it at scale i have not come across a single you know chief executive that said you know what you know sharing and learning doesn't work in my organization i mean that's just not right <laughs> and uh, so everybody believe everybody agrees people have to share and learn you cannot have everyone working for working for themselves in their own little circle so which means companies need solutions that they can do this at scale and until we came around there was no you know there was no attempt to focus on the wisdom aspect and there is no attempt to actually match the right people and to do it at scale so which is why um, now we are seeing a huge momentum and then the pandemic has made things you know even more urgent because we are even more siloed now we are locked up in our homes and the, and you know a crisis is an opportunity and now is the opportunity for organizations to really bring their people together um, you know i've also written about the how mentorship can actually alleviate stress alleviate loneliness and uh, you know now everybody is you know feeling 
sort of disconnected feeling lonely so this is the time for chief executives to really really think about mentorship as a way to you know stitch their human fabric together all an organization is is a collection of people in relationship and to the degree that the relationships are working well the organization is going to be successful and what i'm hearing in what you're speaking to here is a way by which we can enhance the qualitative nature of relationships and we can actually um create linkages that wouldn't typically appear because of the siloed structure or the uh uh you know the 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 organizational dynamical you know situations that are in place in many organizations you know separation and whatnot this ai structure you know it, energy can't be created and it can't be destroyed it, it just always exists so if you look at wisdom as a form of energy one of the things that i'm hearing and this is one of the things that i was most intrigued by uh, when we had our initial conversation is how you're removing constraints to the free exchange of that energy that wisdom so that the benefit is 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 actually almost exponential you know when people can tap into it you know the loss of you know, the loss of tribal knowledge yeah you know, however we'd like to describe that uh, you don't lose it you just you know it just kind of moves somewhere else <laughs> and, and what we're looking at is what how can we capture it before it moves you know uh, I, i have studied you know civilizations and you know those civilizations that have not mastered the sort of human to human transfer of their culture their ethics and so on have have ended up in, in the museums but civilizations that have thrived have made sure that this this gen this this wisdom gets passed on from one from one generation to the next and uh, so you know we are not reinventing anything we are just uh, you know sort of you know making people aware that you know this this methodology this framework ha- has worked in the past you know and if you want your company to thrive you have to facilitate deeper relationships deeper conversations and you know let that wisdom like you correctly said flow and you know with a phd in fluid mechanics and having worked in supply chain uh, i know flow you know how to how to optimize the flow of fluids how to optimize the flow of products and today i just say i'm i'm in the business of optimizing the flow of wisdom and like you correctly said it is about removing those constraints uh, you know the first constraint is you know what do my people really know and uh, you know when i asked that question you know i was once listening to a musician and you know i i have written several blogs on it that eventually led me to create uh, you know ravi's hierarchy of people because everybody talks about maslow's hierarchy and i said the world needs one more hierarchy right so i came up with the ravi's hierarchy of people where i said you know most most ex- most companies focus on what people do mm-hmm. and they stop there but i developed you know three more levels beyond it you know because most people know lot more than what they do so the next level is you know people know and there's one level above which is people are we need to know that people are spouses parents neighbors friends you know brothers sisters so people you know executives and leaders have to understand that and the fourth level is people dream you know what are my people's dreams what are what are my people's whole situation you know it's about mentoring the whole person and what do they know and if you start tapping into what they know the excitement that an employee will have for your organization the energy with which they come to work every day is going to be astronomical 
And whereas if you focus on what they do, I, I, I usually take the example of a photocopier. Nobody cares what the photocopier knows or its dreams or what it is. It just does photocopy, right? You cannot look at people like that. So I, I have written an article about engaging the human behind the employee. So this is what companies should do is let that knowledge that people have flow in the right context between the right people without, without uh, having any obstacles when it comes to locations or hierarchies or divisions. You know, that's why, you know, I named the company Mentor Cloud because the cloud is a collection. You yeah. know, you, you, uh, it's a collection of water. Mentor Cloud is, is a collection of minds and, and, it, and the cloud has no boundaries. Yeah. And similarly, an organization should not have any boundaries when it comes to access to wisdom, you know, of its people. So that's really the idea and which is now you know, manifested into a technology and a methodology that's used all over the world. When we come back from this break, I want to explore that technology dynamic a little bit uh, so that people have a greater understanding of just kind of how it can be utilized in their organizations because uh, it can be scaled. It doesn't have to just go to a Fortune 100 company. Uh, certainly, you're, you're, you're doing things with other companies that are not at that level that make access to this wisdom proposition uh, very, very easy to, uh, to achieve. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back with uh, Dr. Ravi Gundapali talking about mentors. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link and there you'll find the link to the leadership mastermind program look forward to seeing you there thanks for listening to this little commercial and now back to our show and welcome back you're listening to the soul of business with blaine bartlett uh, my guest today dr ravi gundapali we are uh, looking at the question of uh, mentor cloud and yeah, before we uh, took the break uh, ravi had talked about yeah, yeah, the use of the word cloud. Yeah, it's, it's you know, cloud is just a collection of water droplets. You know, that's essentially what it is. It has no boundaries. It can go anywhere. It's not constrained in that way, and it um, just is willing to share whatever it's got in the context. I'm making part of that up, but you know, rain falls from a cloud. It, I mean, it doesn't care where it lands. It's just you know, my my job here is to give. It, I'm a, a cloud becomes a center of distribution in one sense. Uh, it's an aggregation of minds in the mentoring world. So 
this question about um, how this is done, because yeah, this is kind of where we left off before the break. You have an AI technology platform that is able to capture wisdom. And I, and I mean capture wisdom, but you used a phrase here that I love, uh, engaging the human behind the, uh, um, the employee. Yeah, that's that engaging, that conversation, that relational dynamic. How do you, first of all, with your technology, identify who's got the wisdom that needs to be shared? And then how do you, in that process, identify who the recipient is of that wisdom? And, and then how does it come together? Yeah, excellent question. So um, again, your understanding of the cloud is, is absolutely correct. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, a cloud disappears. So whereas wisdom can, can continue, it can give again and again and again. That, that's the beauty. Um, so you know, the way we look at it is, you know, how do we have an honest conversation with an employee? So when, when we onboard, in, when, when we onboard uh, onto our platform, we ask them you know, certain questions that you know, trigger thought. Hey, what are those areas that you know, people come to you for help? You know, what are your superpowers? What are some of the hobbies that, that define who you are? We're also now introducing an assessment of your personality. Uh, what are some of the five uh, or six core values that, that define your life? You know, integrity, family, uh, trust, truthfulness, punctuality, like that. So we essentially through a conversation extract um, a, a certain aspects of the person that nobody else has asked them before. People say, what's your name? What's your email address? What's your phone number? What's your title? What's your job? Nobody asked what are your hobbies? What are, what are some superpowers? So through a conversational uh, sort of onboarding process, we find out what is this person has in terms of availability, in terms of expertise, you know, in terms of the location, their hobbies, their superpowers. And similarly to the people that want to learn, the same person can be both. Right. And I highly encourage everybody to be both. There are some things we, have, we can share and some things we have to learn. You know, um, so, you know, to, to those that are interested in learning, again, we ask them, hey, what are some of the areas where you feel you could do better? You know, from the, from the last performance review, um, anything that stands out. So by, uh, through a conversational process, we capture that information. And then we, our algorithm is, is actually based on NLP, natural language mm -hmm. processing. So be, because of that, we're able to say, hey, this, this person in, in, in spirit matches with these three people. So we make a recommendation and then we give them tools to say, why don't you have a 15 minute chat um, to just know, to see the sort of sort of the chemistry and then maybe, you know, schedule a three month or a six month, nine, 12, whatever the companies uh, sort of have already defined programs. And then we give them live video tools, live chat, you know, uh, ability to share files, uh, ability to have video calls. And also we, have, we ask them at every month um, if it is a multi-month relationship, how is it going? What kind of insights are coming? Can we share the insights to people outside, outside you if there's nothing confidential? Um, so that is how the, the platform through conversational pro onboarding process extracts information, matches them, gives them tools. And then some of the tools we have are just not one-to-one. -one. That's what makes something you know, very unique for Mentor Cloud, because I believe some, some superstars in your organization, you know, we should not, you know, try to get them on a, you know, always, uh, because we have to use their time wisely. Mm -hmm. So we have something called round tables where they can participate in mentoring circles. And we also have something called mentoring office hours. 
So you were seen at executives, you know, uh, they can do a fireside chat session with, you know, 10, 20, 30 people at once. So every, every which way possible, wisdom needs to be activated and shared. Yeah, in, in, in time and space, friction occurs. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just one of the things that, you know, I can't walk across my room without having friction be uh, in place here. If friction wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to move. Uh, I mean, I think of walking across a, a slick ice uh, pond. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have some difficulty. But in the problem with uh, friction is that it can become an impediment. And we, we've talked about constraints uh, before. Um, one of the things that I'm hearing in your description here is that you are finding ways to remove friction from the process so that ease of movement, you know, and movement here in terms of information flow, wisdom exchange begins to occur. And the platform that you're working with has, is basically beginning to remove time-space constraints. Yeah, I can do this at any time. I can do this from any place and with anybody, uh, essentially. Uh, it's targeted, but that's kind of what I'm hearing uh, is, is part and parcel of, of, of the platform structure. It's uh, enabling this. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I have a PhD in mechanical engineering, so I've studied friction extensively. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, friction comes into play only if you move. Mm -hmm. If you don't move, there's no friction, right? So friction is, uh, is basically comes from a relative movement of two, two, two surfaces, right? If you really go to the engineering side of things. Yeah. Similarly, when two human beings are, are in a beginning to interact or want to interact this friction there you know if if the mentor doesn't move if the mentor doesn't want to share if the mentee doesn't want to learn obviously any amount of it's friction doesn't come into play but there are some inherent frictions already that is that are very hard to remove um, uh, for example you know a lot of people don't know the value of a good conversation yeah and um, in fact my second book i'm working on is called second guessing most people on this planet second guess Oh, why should I talk to Blaine today? Or you could say, why should I talk to Ravi? I have 20 other things to do. You know, uh, oh yeah, I've heard this before. Oh, why, why should I go to this event? You know, I've been to one event before. Your past knowledge always tricks you into not doing certain things. And those people who don't use their past knowledge to make future decisions are the ones who are going to be successful because the universe has a plan for you. Universe wants to bring the best events to you, the best wisdom to you, the best opportunities for you. But you are always standing in the way with your past knowledge. You say, oh yeah, I've seen that before and then click stop. And yep. that's it. Universe says, okay, I tried to, I knocked on the door and you didn't open it. Well, so um, that friction you know, within, within all of us humans is, is where we focus on a lot. We cannot remove it, but we, we can minimize it. We can minimize it. Yeah, you know, another word for friction here is discomfort. Uh, Discomfort, yeah, yeah. In, the inter, uh, in the human interchange. The purpose of any goal, as far as I can tell, is to grow. I mean, we get things as a consequence of setting goals, but the purpose of a goal is to grow. And if I'm not in a position of uh, you know, recognizing that growing will cause me to be uncomfortable, I, I'm not going to grow. I mean, so no movement, no friction. And, and, and that's the great paradox, I think, of the human condition is we default towards comfort. And comfort is the absence of, uh, obviously, 
friction. Uh, so there's no movement yeah. involved. Um, you, you, know, you mentioned you're writing a second book right now. Your first book um, is The Art of Mentoring. Um, and this is kind of where all of this comes together uh, in, in one place. You're doing work with, and I mentioned the book here because I want to mark that out for people uh, so that they can pick something up on this. But it's also kind of a stepping stone into uh, another area of conversation here, who you're partnering with on making some of this work, you know, particularly the, the, the scope of MentorCloud, 100 million people. Right now, you're in a partnership with uh, NASDAQ, as I understand it, uh, with an entrepreneurial program that they've got. So you want to talk a little bit about that because I think it's just fascinating what you're putting together here. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we recently launched a movement with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center, uh, which is a nonprofit arm of the NASDAQ exchange. And uh, again, it happened through a conversation that either of us, you know, actually neither of us second guessed. And uh, so we had a conversation and they had a, a, a mission of making mentorship accessible to entrepreneurs around the world. And I had the exactly same mission. I said, I have, a ve- I have a vehicle to basically bring these two sides together. And oh, after a series of conversations, we decided let's start a movement. You know, regardless of what happens you know, in a country uh, from, from a political spectrum, it's the entrepreneurs that you know, keep the economy going. And entrepreneurs are struggling now because of the pandemic has, has, has put in front of them totally new challenges. And, and there are people who can help them overcome those challenges. So both sides of this of this marketplace exist, but we need to find a way to bring them together. So we launched a mentor makers movement on October 27th, and uh, you know, and the idea is to you know bring the small and medium business uh, entrepreneurs from across America and even anywhere in the world uh, to come and share their challenges. And then we have, we have several partners like TechStars, Hello Alice. And several corporate executives who said, yeah, we we can allocate one or two hours in a month to come and talk to an entrepreneur. So we have suddenly unleashed the available capacity, you know, you know, um, serial entrepreneurs, former business owners who may not have thought about, you know, about themselves as mentors. Now they're saying, oh, yeah, I can talk about how I built my business from zero to, you know, a million dollars. I know it. And uh, so this movement is, 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 is actually growing like wildfire now. Um, and uh, we have mentors and entrepreneurs from all over the world coming together on our platform and then having those conversations. Um, and our goal is to get a million mentoring hours you know, by December, 2021. And imagine the amount of transformation we can create when a million mentoring hours happen and entrepreneurs are, are able to move their needle and actually grow in their businesses, you know, as we come out of the pandemic. I love that. Where, where can people find out uh, about mentor makers? Yeah, if, if you go to the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center or if you go to mentorcloud.com, mentorcloud.com, you know, we have a link. So you have to apply if you want to be a mentor or if you, if you have an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur already, you have a business that, that, that is running. You can apply, you'll get approved within 48 hours. We'll quickly take a look at uh, your business and your background, and, and then you can be on the platform. The platform is called mentormakers.mentorcloud.com. So you can go to the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center, uh, or you can go to mentorcloud.com, and there is information. And we, you know, I welcome all your listeners and uh, to you know, come forward and 
you know join in this movement now we have we have a similar movement going on in ecuador you know here is a country of you know 10 11 million people that that has had a huge impact from the pandemic and all the corporate executives came and said let's let's change it so we we launched a a time bank in a, in ecuador it's 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 basically mentorship time bank corporate executives across the country saying oh i can i can spend an hour or two and here is i'm putting the time in the bank and then entrepreneurs are actually withdrawing the time you know to discuss their uh, specific business challenges and it's grown so well and um, so that's the mentor makers movement and uh, you know we we are launching similar you know similar initiatives in australia in morocco uh, the idea is to essentially tap into the human wisdom that's already there Yeah, I love this. I, I I'm so excited about this, Ravi. I I want to thank you for being on, and yeah, I'm going to circle back with you because I think you know, down the road you're launching uh, a new program uh, in January, and that program is your podcast. Uh, yes, yes. So uh, a, men, a mentor uh, mentor cloud. What's what's going to be the title of it? Have you landed on that yet? I'm still working on it. You know, um, you know, I want to capture stories. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it in this journey. Even while writing my book, everyone has been touched by a mentor, and uh, but, but they, they don't have the opportunity to openly talk about it. You know, just uh, last week, you know, Jim Collins talked about his mentor Bill Lazier in a conversation with, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, and mm-hmm. last night, you know, Simon Shinnick. Within an hour of my posting that. the the summary of that podcast simon talks about his mentors so mentorship is in the air but there has not been an attempt to extract those mentoring stories yeah. so it's going to be around mentoring stories it's launching in january which coincidentally happens to be a national mentoring month in in america we celebrate mentorship but but nobody has taken it to into the mainstream so that's my that's the that's the purpose uh, for you know with which i'm launching this podcast so i welcome all you listeners to you know check out and when we have the link we'll share it okay uh, now this this podcast this particular episode will be um, broadcasting in january so um, by the time you picked uh, picked this up by the time you're listening to it there will be a link to ravi's uh, podcast uh, in the show notes here so uh, my guest today dr ravi uh, gundapali uh, talking about mentoring uh, as a way to keep connected to the soul not just the soul of business but the soul of of who we are as a, as a, as a, as a species you know energy is not created it's not destroyed it never goes away wisdom is what we're tapping into here and that's the source of uh effective mentoring that's not the source it is the focus of effective mentoring how do we tap into that so ravi i want to thank you very much uh you've been listening to blaine bartlett and you can find out more about me at uh, blainebartlett.com and on that site you know there's a whole lot of resources that you can tap into and i won't belabor that uh, those of you that have been listening know exactly where to go um and again ravi thank you so much i look forward to uh, continuous conversations and uh, continual conversations both continuous and continual <laughs> absolutely thank you so much for for having me on your show i've really enjoyed our conversation and uh, you actually triggered so many new ideas uh, you know about, about constraints about continu- continuous you know interaction with uh, with people and the connecting the soul you know coming from like i said the indian heritage we talk about the soul is you know indestructible it cannot be destroyed by weapons or it c- cannot be made wet with water or cannot be burnt with fire so there's a whole philosophy around it and you you have uh, you know really captured my attention by 
by focusing your uh, your work about the soul of business and and i hope all the listeners uh, you know take time to reflect you know their source you know in india we say we are not the human body human body is not permanent we are not the human mind you know mind is just an artifact but but who we are we need to constantly reflect on it and find out exactly what is it that uh, you know makes us to be in, in our in our natural spirit and natural zone and that's what the soul is meant to do so the sooner we recognize that for you know why we are on this planet uh, the, the the sooner we embark on you know uh, essentially attempting that that particular activity i think the, you you can experience so much joy uh, so thank you for having me on your show i really enjoyed our conversation my pleasure my friend until thank next you. time until next time thank you This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.